0: You're listening to the Soul Inspired You Podcast, a place where inspiration meets contemplation with your hosts, Beth Hewitt and me, Melissa Amos. Together we'll unravel the threads of inspiration and explore what moves and stirs our souls. So get ready for conversations that will ignite your spirit and expand your perspectives in the hope that we'll inspire you to live your own soul-inspired life.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Soul Inspired You. I am Melissa and today we are getting to know our co-host Beth Hewitt. It is so nice to be in your company again today, Beth. Hi Mel, I'm excited for today's episode. I'm excited. We've mentioned over the last two episodes about how this podcast came about and I'm really excited to get to know you a little better and to help our audience get to know you a little better because I know that you have some fascinating stories and I also know that we have some beautiful synchronicities and serendipities between us. So let's start by telling everybody a little bit about you and how you launched into your soul inspired life.
0: So hi everybody, thank you Mel. For the introduction so I currently a spiritual business performance coach but I haven't always been that and it took me quite a while to actually get to that point as well it's difficult to pinpoint I think where the soul inspired life started but I do know that it started when I was very little and there were moments and glimpses of something lighting up inside of me as a child and like you I also had magical family and surroundings, which allowed me to really explore that and feel comfortable being spiritual and into all of the magical things from a very young age. My mum would go to spiritual circles. She would do oracle cards. And when I was very little, she would bop me on the nose and we would do like past lives. And she would encourage me to talk about my past lives and things like that. And my grandma was equally magical. And neither my mum or my grandma practiced a particular thing. They were just very open to it very naturally. And we would just talk for hours about just random life philosophies and the universe and all of this. So I feel very blessed that I had that surrounding from a very for a very young age and I was able to just express things that felt really natural to me. Because I know a lot of people don't have that, or maybe they don't come into that until a lot later. So that was it from the beginning, really. I was able to be spiritual and explore there was kind of one very young memories and I don't know my exact age but it would have been between like nine months and 12 months old which seems like ludicrous (laughs) but I remember being sat up in my nappy I was sitting up and had a little book like those those hard books that you get when you're babies and on one of the pages it was like a book of tiny animals baby animals and one of the pages that I opened up on was this fawn sat in the grass at the foot of a tree and I just remember something igniting inside of me which I suppose was like joy or just something like oh my god like awe and wonder and that's one of the very first memories that I have wow and so I've always felt like the fawn is my spirit animal um, Mm. because it was just pure delight as a baby seeing this picture then obviously life continues and the next kind of big moment was and I think I've told this story in your community before is around when I visualized for the very first time at four years old very childlike imagination but I was able to manifest a red bouncy castle just intuitively using all the senses at four years old and that again ignited some kind of spark in my soul as to there's something in this I'm not quite sure what it is because I'm four years old (laughs) But it it feels fun, it feels nice. And that was my introduction to visualisation and manifesting at a very young age. And then there were just things that were dotted about my childhood. So I would listen to my mum's meditation tapes. I would do oracle card readings to my friends. And then when I was a teenager, I would do scripting. I would, the written form of visualisation, I would start to script how I wanted my life to be and over... A series of weeks those things started to slowly happen so there was all these little things in my childhood that what I think were the clues to what I was supposed to be doing in the future and I say that a lot to people the experiences that we have yeah. on our path are big clues to what we should be doing in the future or are things that we should bring into uh, the work that we do in the world because there's a reason why we loved them when we were little and so we need to find that joy and playfulness again and then like you Mel I could see when I was at school it felt very much like I was on a conveyor belt and that I could see that I was going to have to get the qualifications I was going to have to get a job and build my career and get the mortgage and the house and I was like there must be more to this and I just I was a very sad child yeah so even though I was surrounded by love I still felt very sad that this is what I was heading towards, that there must be more to life. This can't be it. And I actually dropped out of school for about a year because I just, I, it didn't make any sense to me. And I, I started to literally manifest being ill. And so I took myself out of yeah, the school environment for a little while. But in doing that, I used to watch, I used to watch like Oprah and... Dr. Phil and stuff (laughs) while I'm at home. Like that's what I'm doing. That was my kind of life training while I was at home out of the classroom. So I would say my soul inspired life started very young, but it still took me a long time. My mum used to say, you're going around the houses. Why are you going around the houses to get to where you want to go? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just gonna try this one. And, And so I started ping ponging from career to career to career, just trying to find where I fitted into the world. So I've literally had, I would say 25 different career paths. I could have gone down all of these different routes until I finally realized that the only way that I was going to be fully happy was to follow my own path, my own, the thing that brings me the most joy and that's helping other people wake up to the fact that they don't have to be living this kind of boring conveyor belt lifestyle. And so I feel like I had to go through all of that yeah. to be able to really fully understand people yeah. in all areas of life because I, I literally worked in I worked in retail, I've worked in manufacturing, I've worked in politics, events, governance, project management. I've worked across directorates, children and young people, health, education, safeguarding, health and illness, crime and disorder. I've literally worked across every facet of society which makes it really helpful when you are helping someone pivot out of something because you can really understand the world that they are in. And I fully believe that I've been through all of that so that I can work and understand more closely what people are going through and the the stresses and everything like that. But it wasn't until I I had to reach kind of anxiety and depression and felt so incredibly stuck in the work that I was doing, that was when things started to change from me. Yeah. I felt incredibly stuck for about eight years. I was stuck in a job that I really disliked. And actually the, I don't think I've ever told you this, Mel, the the office that I used to work in was actually an old cell So I worked in a building called Old Crown Court Buildings and it had a link through to the town hall across the way. So there was like a a walkway from the old cells across into the courtroom in the town hall. And the office that I worked in was actually a converted cell. It was all painted white and all the cells had been knocked through. So maybe three or four cells had been knocked through into one big space, which was now offices. But Mm -hmm. the windows were still the small cells, windows that you would have. And so being an empath, I would, not only feel physically stuck in the job I felt I could physically feel the entrapment of what people would have felt like in that space as they're going towards their judgment whether rightly or wrongly and so I I was stuck there literally for eight years and I started having those thoughts you know like you said you had these thoughts of how you could get out of this situation. you know how I could not go to my job or something the brakes failing or whatever that was for you I actually remember thinking if there was some really high stone steps and I actually thought if I just I don't want to hurt myself but if I were just to fall down these steps then I wouldn't have to go <laughs> and it's terrible thinking about that but these are the thoughts that we sometimes have and I thought if I just maybe just twist my ankle or something then I won't have to go to work today. <laughs> um, that's the space that I was in um, and so it took me to really reach despair and depression and anxiety to be removed from that space because I physically couldn't go there anymore I was off Mm -hmm. work with work-related stress and depression and in that time that's when my healing started to begin in terms of what do I actually want to be doing with my life Yeah, because I don't want to be stuck here anymore doing what I once loved but I don't love it anymore and it's not lighting me up every conversation I would have with someone when you make your coffee at the you go get your coffee break and every conversation I would have with that person would be I don't want to be here anymore
1: yeah, it was bad, isn't it? Yeah, it's
0: horrible. And I was literally dragging myself out of bed and then to the bathroom and then into the car and then to work. And it was just not a good space to be in.
1: Yeah, and and a lot of people feel like that. And a lot of people I'm sure that you speak to now and certainly that I speak to through my clients and my communities are that they've been there or they are there or they feel like they're moving into that space. And I think we covered this last week is that this feeling can be this propulsion into something else it definitely was listening to you speak it really I can see that thread of even as a child you creating where you are now and yeah your mum picked up that maybe you were going around the houses but (laughs) maybe that's just maybe that's just where it was and I don't think maybe you have another opinion but I don't think you have to reach rock bottom
0: you know that's why I do the work in the world one of the things that I'm really passionate about is helping people not get to that space because the clues are always there and we've always got the means and there's a way forward when I hit that rock bottom one of the things i I literally vowed I looked at myself in the mirror and I said I'm never going to reach these depths again I'm going to live essentially a soul inspired life I didn't say those words but it was that kind of intention and I also vowed that I would help other people not have to be in this space sometimes it happens sometimes that is the wake-up call that people need in the nicest sense but other people don't need to do that and i can see that and i I can capture that in people and you know we can help make a pivot so that's where it all began for me but then the minute that i decided that i didn't want to be living that life anymore I got incredibly intentional about what it is that I wanted to do and down to the, so when I'm writing a CV and looking for a new career, I was very clear around who I wanted to be working with, what kind of hours I wanted to be doing, the kind of work I wanted to be doing in the world and just put it out there. And that led me then to work in the world of business support. So I'd moved out of policy and governance in the public sector, working in the private sector in consultancy. So it was a completely different world, but I'd built up all of these skills in project management previously which I could now transfer into the world of business support Um, and then for the next six years I was running business support programs around the country helping businesses to grow and we would do masterminds and large conferences and we have business advisors and just supporting lots lots and lots of businesses and all the while using visualization behind the scenes. So I would actually visualize how many people were at the events and like hitting the targets and conversations with the team and things like that. And I just started to use the tools that I had and knew from very young age and brought them into the world of business support couldn't necessarily, it's not like you could sit in a boardroom meeting and kind of go, I'm having a download. We definitely shouldn't spend £10,000 on this. You had to navigate it (laughs) slightly. But on an evening or on a Sunday evening, when I'm writing my journal, I was very intentional and visualising how I wanted that world to be. And every single one of those, I managed five different programmes, every single one of them hit the targets and every one of them was super successful. At the end of that, I wanted to do that, but for spiritual businesses. During that time, I was working with manufacturers and people in retail and pre-start startups, women in business, a whole range of different areas. But when I started my business, there wasn't really spiritual business support. There's a lot of corporate government funded business support out there, but there wasn't necessarily spiritual business support for spiritual entrepreneurs. And so that is why I started my business to do the work that i had been doing for the last six years, but with a very different audience and to really fill the gap that I was looking for when I started my business.
1: So how did you take that leap from working for somebody else and that kind of safety zone that you've come in into becoming self-employed? Are you ready to unlock the incredible power of your intuition and live a purpose-driven life? I'm Melissa and I'm excited to guide you on a profound journey through our free three-day telegram group in Awakened The Vortex. Together we'll dive deep into understanding and trusting your intuition like never before. If you've ever struggled to differentiate between wishful thinking from true intuition or felt held back by doubts and fears, then this free group is tailor made for you. We'll equip you with practical tools to navigate life's challenges with confidence and with clarity. To join us, visit melissa-amos.com/awaken-the-vortex. Join me as we embark on this transformative journey together and awaken the full potential of your intuition.
0: So, I'm still risk averse when actually when i first left the council when i'd hit rock bottom i didn't have a job to go for it was literally i can't do this anymore so i could, i did quit my job
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i didn't speak to my partner about it <laughs> mm-hmm. because i didn't know i was going to quit that morning when i did it was just something came over me and i sent right. him my notice of i'm not coming back here anymore and that was accepted and then i just put the cv out into the universe and had to it'll be yeah. okay we'll be able to yeah. get the mortgage when I did it intentionally when I then had been running the business support programs and then when I decided I wanted to run and do that for myself it was a very different I was in a very different space I was in a much more positive space and I was in a much more risk averse space even though I'd done it previously and I'd taken that leap and it worked out absolutely fine I wanted to do it slightly different this, this time and so I used the skills that I already had to sidestep into self-employment so i got a job as a non-executive director for the nhs Mm -hmm. and so that was like one and a half days a week but yet it paid like a full-time wage and that was my kind of cash flow enough to give me a wage that i was used to it was a lot less than what i'd got previously but it was you cut your cloth accordingly it paid me a wage and gave me some cash flow to start the the business up so it was different And I would always encourage people to we don't always it doesn't have to be a massive leap of faith where you've got no safety net. You can plan things and look at things differently and reduce your hours or whatever works for you. But equally, you might want to go. You might want to take that leap of faith and that might be absolutely fine, too.
1: That. yeah and I think it is you need to feel safe in your own so that if this manifestation law of attraction thing works as we say it works you need to be in that space that's going to motivate you rather than put you into panic
0: yes yeah I would absolutely agree and then the good thing is as well I, I could still use the tools to I was visualizing getting the non-executive position I was visualizing how long I would be in that post I was visualizing how I would build my business up through that that three-year period kind of thing so
1: yeah amazing you talk a lot about visualization and how visualization helps you and I know through your coaching business and through a lot of the work that you do it inspires people to visualize their creation so what is it particularly about the visualisation route or what is it that you received from your download or that you created or that you that you worked on that made you pick that particular route to getting to where you want to be?
0: I think it's like, did I pick it or did it pick me? I suppose is that I don't know where those two yeah it's merge kind of thing because visualization was there for a very young age Mm -hmm. and scripting was there from a very young age scripting is a written form of visualization and you've got obviously the the visualization I think that most people think about but for me it's about bringing all of the senses into that visualization I think sometimes people think vision is just visual but Mm -hmm. there's so much more to it and so it that just felt I don't feel like there was a, a day when I went oh this is the tool that I'm going to use it, it, it just felt like this is the tool that is to be used because this is the tool that has always been given to me and, and I've always been guided by so I would say that's where that tool came from but I just knew so I did my coaching qualifications a few years before I left my job and I knew that I wanted to do coaching in my business as well. And so it was a download in terms of developing a coaching kind of session that incorporated visualization. And that's where my Create Your Vision Intensive session was born, which really draws in all of the different elements of visualization, oracle card reading, meditation um, and, and a little bit of scripting but it's a really long guided visualization that we go through that brings in all of those senses. And so I had this idea and structure of what that session would look like. And I just put it out there and someone signed up straight away. I was like, oh my goodness, this is somebody actually believes in what I'm doing. And and funny enough, it was somebody from my corporate world who I didn't think had any spiritual inclination or wasn't interested in that world and all of a sudden they're like yeah of course why would I not want to be interested we worked really well together when we were working on this I've always been intrigued about how you do what you do and they was like now it makes total sense because I'd never really understood how you were filling all of these events up and how you were doing, how you're doing all this work and so he was the one of the first people that took me up on that tool um, and then that tool has just evolved um, mm-hmm. and I've, I've maybe supported Hundreds of people through the Create Your Vision intensive process. That tool in particular, it allows you to reflect. In that session, we reflect on the past, we find those nuggets of gold from the past, we find your focus, we cut through all of the clutter and get to that focus, and then we create a vision around Mm -hmm. that particular area, and then we create an action plan. As a former project manager, I would use action plans all of the time practically need to get stuff do- done so that it's where the spiritual meets the practical stuff. and then we will we'll create the action plan so people have got a, the tasks and the timelines for that and then they move into taking action and maybe creating a, an affirmation or a longer form script to support them. And so for me, everything on everything that you do, everything on your to-do list, everything that we should be doing day to day should be linked back to that vision. I, I find a lot of people have just got things on the to-do list that.
1: Uh, just on they're
0: list. just on the to-do list that like, have been on there for ages but why are they actually on there is it actually leading them to where they want to go and so when we go through that create your vision intensive process everything that you have on your to-do list then moving forward is really linked to the vision and what it is that you're trying to achieve and you might need to have multiple visions you might have, need to have multiple different variations of things for whatever's going on in your life but that tool in itself has helped so many people reconnect to what is important to them what they're passionate about and what they want to be doing in the world and then my my role is really just to support them to stay on track to hold them accountable but in a sense that sometimes we do fall off track life has ups and downs and sometimes we need to veer off or take time out and I'm there when people are like okay I'm ready to come back now and we reconnect to the vision and so that's That's how the Create Your Vision intensive process works and the visualisation works. But then that's backed up by the the Visualise and Thrive Business Club, which has the group coaching and the the masterminding and the the visualisations and meditations and accountability.
1: I love all of it because, you know, I'm listening to you and I can hear how you have created this life from a very young age. That that element of magic from nine months old and then four when you're like, oh my God, I've literally manifested a bouncy castle. out there. <laughs> And then to the more struggle um, aspects at school, oh, there must be more than this, which is actually a, a very potent question when we ask it as a question how does it get better than this is this all there is and I and as we open up to that you can see through your life how your visualization being in that cell and then and seeing physically seeing that and being and feeling that surrounding and keeping you stuck in the job and leading into into what you then experienced I think it shows people just quite how powerful visualization is and we're doing that we're doing that all day every day but it sounds to me that what your superpower is, is really helping people get clear on yeah. okay what's the thread what is it that you've been working towards where have we been getting distracted with the other shiny objects or not so shiny or big walls that we feel that we can't climb up um and I can notice from that level, this golden thread that's been running through of how you are absolutely perfectly placed in the position that you are to then, like you say, help other people. Yeah. Well done, you.
0: <laughs> Thank you. It took a while to get here, but I'm I'm here now, and I'm I'm doing it day in day out now, and there's nothing more joyful right. than than doing that. Uh, and I'm excited to you know where it's heading next, kind of thing. So where is it heading next? What we're we working on right now. So. I will continue to do I do four gratitude and vision building events a year because gratitude is, is one of the other areas that I really like to focus on so I will be working on those really building that out over the next couple of years letting more and more people know about that journey because it's a 30-day journey that does a lot of this reflective work building up these gratitude muscles and then learning to visualize and, and create visions together but in a really safe compassionate community so I will be doing more of that over the next couple of years and just really getting that out there and there is I'm sure there's a book I've already got my power of scripting book but I'm sure there's a book inside of me and I really want to get my Visualize You podcast out there into the world as well because that was something that I set up during the pandemic because I started my business like you do start the pandemic (laughs) as we do. And so one of the things that I did, because obviously, I couldn't be out there networking and all of the other things I wanted to do was I started the podcast. And it was incredibly successful. And I'm incredibly proud of it. Um, but then it, it took a back burner as I started to build the Visualize and Try Business Club. But um, I want to really focus more on the Visualize You show because that is a space that has the power to really inspire lots of people to take a leap of faith on themselves more so than I could ever do alone because you're listening to the stories of people who have done that and in lots mm. of different sectors and in lots of different parts of the world and as much as I have had ridiculous amount of career pivots in my lifetime and I know a lots of, about lots of different sectors and things like that there's so much to be said and how better to do that than to listen to other people's stories and I love interviewing people I literally love interviewing people and just get into the nuggets of wisdom in their life and do more of that so I really want to focus on the visualize you podcast next and just getting that out there more and more
1: we will put the link to the visualize you podcast in the show Thank notes you. so if anyone wants to jump in and hear these amazing stories and learn a bit more about Beth and the amazing people in her world and that. <laughs> so I want to ask you this for our listeners what advice would you like to give them so that they can be living more soul inspired
0: I think it's listen to those whispers because they're there and they're telling us they're telling us something and to trust yourself fully know that if you desire something and it's not here and it's not fully manifested right now that it's there for you to listen to and to play with and create a vision around that and believe that you can make that happen and raise, I would say raise your expectations of what is possible for you. We don't need to play small, even if something feels so out of reach and You're like, how on earth am I going to make that happen? That's so different to how the the life that I'm currently living. Know that we don't need to know all all of the hows right away. As long as we're, as long as we've got that vision and we're taking action towards it, however small that is to begin with, and we're Mm. showing the universe that we're willing to do the work, then the, the universe will meet you halfway and it'll start to open doors for you and things like that. So if there's something that you truly want to be doing, then then follow that thread, listen to those whispers and speak to people and network and find out and learn and read books, whatever it is, whatever it is for you. I know that it's been given to you to do something with and when you're ready to do it, just go for it. So don't be afraid to try something new.
1: I love that. I love that. And I think that some of, I think that last bit of advice I'd love to dive into that a little bit more in a future episode of Mm -hmm. when something feels really big Mm -hmm. like what do we do so that we can keep moving in towards that yeah I think that would be a really great conversation to have I've got one more question for you okay just because you said go read books what is your apart from your own which we will also put in the show notes what's your book recommendation for our listeners to help that's
0: just... a good yeah, that is a good one. I'm looking at my, my bookshelf. There's one that I like that's got a really long title. It's called Follow Your Passion, Find Your Power, Everything You Need to Know About the Law of Attraction. It's by Bob Doyle. I don't know if you've read that one. It's a really good um it just breaks down all of the different elements and just tells it in such a way that makes sense. So I really love that book. And I've also got a book called The Happy Pocket Full of Money, which is a wonderful book but it's more about abundance rather than just law of attraction generally. So that is a really a great book to read as well. So yeah, those are my two recommendations.
1: Thank you. Now you have added two more books to my book list. <laughs> Thank you, Beth. It's been a pleasure to get to know you a little bit. Thank you. And I want to encourage our listeners as well. We've put this on for our listeners and to help them become more soul inspired so if any questions or realizations or comments have come up please do get in touch with us and we would love to um, hear what you're thinking and to feed some of your questions into our future episodes. Beth thank you for being thank here you, Mel. for being you and we will see you all next time. See you all then. Hey listener, we hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you feel able to embrace those moments in your life that speak to your soul. Connect with us and subscribe to the podcast at soulinspiredyou.com or get in touch with us at soulinspiredyou at mail.com where we can keep those soulful conversations going. Remember to stay inspired and curious so that you can live your best soul inspired life.